Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Hi, y'all. My name is Danasia, and I am a 22-year-old type A black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old type A black girl from AZ living in Denver, working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. Season 5 is here, and we cannot wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as type A black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. Hey everyone, welcome back to Taipei Black Girls, season five, episode eight. Eight, yes. Love. We are so excited. And if you guys are on video, you can see that we have some special guests with us. So mm -hmm. we're really excited to introduce, honestly, the first business we've ever had on the pod, yeah. which is interesting and crazy because like okay. you guys have a whole establishment for yourselves. So yeah. we want to give Cabo the floor to introduce themselves. So I'm Femi. And um, this is my sister, Naomi, and we're um, Cavo. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. Yes. And do you guys want to tell them what they, what you guys sell? Because like we have the candles here and we're very excited and very. they sent us like some, some free candles. So thank you guys so much for that too. Of course. So Cavo is a home and lifestyle brand based out of San Francisco, founded by my sister Femi and I. We make soy, non-toxic, eco-friendly good smells, and we curate playlists based off of each scent. Which I honestly thought was so fun. I'm a music girl through and through. So haven't listened to the Spotify playlist yet, but like it has been on my to-do. And I feel like it won't be right until I get my candles and I can I can align it. So I'm waiting. I'm I'm I love a good playlist. I'm I'm waiting to align the candles with the with the playlist. But yeah, I'm probably gonna take a bath and really soak it up. So I'm very excited. Oh, yeah, excited. Yeah, and I was so excited when I saw the themes too because you guys have good like like direct deposit like burn this when that money hits. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. Of yeah. Course. Um, but we can get straight into our rosebud and thorn. Um, if you guys are new here, rose is something good that happened in your week, but it's something that you're looking forward to next week. And thorn is something bad that happened in your week. Because we have guests on, we, we typically let the guests do their RBT um, because, you know, we can get very long winded. So we're going to go ahead and let Femi and Naomi uh, do their RBT. So whoever wants to go first, yeah, the floor is yours. Okay. So um, my rose um, for the week was so Naomi and I were gonna be um Kava will be three years old on June 26th and we don't celebrate holidays and we saw like around December when folks were doing like the advent calendars like we're seeing all the TikToks of people opening them every day and we thought we should celebrate like our business ad anniversary with an advent calendar so we mm. made each other like gifts, like 26 gifts, pretty much. So every day we've been opening up something and we set like a budget oh, yeah. and everything. So 
that's been like my rose. It's been really fun because we've talked about it for months leading up to this. And it's been hard to like keep secrets of like, I got you this, I got you this. So it's nice to like get presents and then also like celebrate our business and see like Naomi open stuff like I her. So that's definitely my rose. My rose for sure is also the advent calendar. We're both really bad at keeping secrets. Like when I get her something, I just want to tell her like, guess what I got you like immediately. So we've been like holding that in for months of like what we got each other. And it's a nice like little treat every day to get a little gift and then see her reaction to stuff. And also the podcast, like I'm really glad to be on with y'all after listening. So that's really exciting. Um, a bud I'm looking forward to. So I have like my own personal quarterly goals. And like, as we wrap up the quarter at the end of June, I just have like a bunch of things like still on my to-do list I have to do. And one of them was getting a bunch of my clothes tailored. I feel like that's just like really grown and like, you know, things should fit very custom to you. And so I'm going to the tailor next week and I'm excited about that because I know like everything will fit better and, you know, it'll fit better and it'll be custom to me. So I'm excited about that. That is Ew. very growing. Um, For me, well, it's it sucks now. This weekend has been really gloomy, but it was sunnier last week. I'm just looking forward to leaning into it being summer and doing more pool days um and recently i found out about this app i think it's called resort pass where you can have a pool day at like a hotel or a resort and something i'm really big on staycations and stuff um so i'm looking forward to doing that for sure just laying out by the pool awesome hmm. you said that's called what resort pass yeah, <laughs> noted <laughs> yeah you could rent like a day pass and then I think sometimes depending on the hotel or resort, it'll include like a drink or like other amenities. Hmm. Oh, see, that's what I, that's an app I like to have. So we're going to write that one down (laughs) real quick. A thorn is I lost one of my favorite pair of glasses and I never lose things ever. So I still have faith that it will come up somewhere like I feel like I'll still find it but I'm bummed that I lost those and I was looking forward to wearing them today but it's okay that's the thorn so a thorn for me is braiding my hair like I have been braiding my own hair for at least the past six years I'm not I'm not the best the back of my head looks crazy most (laughs) of the time but it like gets me by and I am not as fast as I used to be. Like this is taking me way longer. Hence the hat, like the top of my head. I don't know when that's going to be done, but I have enough hats to last me at least another week. And the beauty supply, like I bought the wrong shade of hair. And I think it was yesterday. I went back to the beauty supply to switch out the hair, but they close at like 630. I'm like, why are y'all closing so early within work hours too even during the week they close at like 6 30 i'm like how are people supposed to get hair after work um right. so that is really annoying and my go-to beauty supply closed after the pandemic so oh um, frick i'm going through i'm it's like i have <laughs> i have to go to two different beauty supplies to get everything i need it's just it's not what it used to be but sick work yeah i feel like there needs to be a 24 7 beauty supply that's just me 
all your beauty supply needs you either need in the beginning of the day or at night when you ran out of hair. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is about business. You know, maybe we start a new business. We go into a type A black girls at Scavo beauty supply store. I don't know. Launching an estate near you. Something. Okay. So that'd be very helpful. Uh, thank y'all for the RBT. Uh, sad case about the glasses. For somebody that never loses things, I'm the complete opposite. I lose quite literally at least one thing a day. So sad case about your glasses. I really hope you find them like under your bed or something. Right. Beauty supply, you know, what can we do? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just went to back to the eye doctor to get a new pair of glasses and I'm worried that they're not the right prescription because he gave me contacts, like temporary contacts. And I was like, why am I having a headache every day? And I realized it's not the right prescription. Like it's close, but it's not right. And this man that already ordered the glasses. So I'm about to tell him, Hey man, I can't be walking around with a headache every day. So yeah, no. our glasses wear is like, y'all understand the struggle. <laughs> Did you find another optometrist mom's? No, this is the same old heifer. Okay. I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> this is this is him still. But I mean, I can't switch just yet. He didn't already ordered the glasses, so I'm kind okay. of in a in a pickle. Okay. Um but yeah, thank you guys for sharing. Um as you guys can see by the title of this episode, we're talking about um the reality of starting a business with your best friend and in this case also your sister for you guys. So we really just want to kind of do this as an interview style and pick your brains on what it was like to get Cabo started. And you guys are three years in the game, which is so impressive. And having a small black women owned business alone is impressive. So we really just kind of want to see your thought process and what kind of went into it. And, you know, we're trying to turn type A black girls into not just a podcast, but also a business. So this is kind of a a learning opportunity for us too to kind of learn from y'all. So um, moms, I'm thinking we can just popcorn questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so first, let's just start out by asking you guys how you guys found out about us specifically and yeah. this collab came about. Yeah. So I think it was September last year. I saw Faith's TikTok and you showed a bunch of different TikToks that a bunch of different podcasts that you were liking at the moment. And I saw Type A Black Girls and I was like, yeah, that's me. And <laughs> So I was like, let me listen to this. Um and I was, I graduated college in December 2020. So I was like still new into the job that I was at and I was really enjoying it. So it was really good. And I started sending a few episodes to Femi. She's still catching up, but yeah, I put her on and it's been good so far. I'm loving it. Period. Love. I'm, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I love a good TikTok. Okay. Um, I didn't know that po- that TikTok was going to go crazy, but I knew the girlies were loving the podcast and going on their hot girl walks. So I was like, let me incorporate type A black girls, but the girlies don't like to support you if they know it's your business. But if you trick them thinking it's, it happens to not be your business or you just throw it in into a whole bunch of businesses or a podcast, mm-hmm. and stuff, they'll eat it right on up in a I love mm-hmm. a good marketing scheme. So uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad. And we got a huge influx of listeners. I think a lot of our like day ones came, a good portion of them came from um, that that TikTok. So thank the Lord that I was bored one day in that in my apartment. Let's just say that. Yeah, that was really smart. And I think the first episode I listened to was the one y'all, I think, Deneja, you were talking about like your Italy trip. Or something. Oh. It was so mm-hmm. funny. Y'all are so good. And so it's great. Whoa, that was way back when for real. 
Yeah. Wow. No, you're a day one for real. We got to get you a sticker, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Italy. Oh, Frank, moms. Was that season two? Yeah, that was when we, that was like when we were first getting started. That was when we first graduated college and we were only like three months into the pod. It was very fresh. Oh, wow. Period. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so fun. I, I love, I love, Oh, we say time and time again, we would we would pay good money to know who listens to our episodes. So this is one person that we know for sure listen to our episodes because we're like, who's asking these questions? Because some of the calls from the request line, we're like, y'all sure is nosy. But um, <laughs> Mops, <laughs> you want to hit on the next question, Mops. <laughs> um, so can you guys tell us how Cabo came to be? Like, why why did you decide to go with candles specifically? And like, I feel like the Spotify pairing is really unique too. like, oh, I'm thinking about this candle. I'm lighting this candle. I want this song to match it. Can you explain kind of how that came about? Yeah. So we, as sisters, we grew up um, sharing a room and we like always tried to light candles. Like there was just like, diff- there was always candles being lit and also music being played. And at one point they kind of just paired together. Um, and that just became like a part of like the norm in our room. Um, Mm -hmm. and then from there, like, as we thought about like business ideas, it just kind of bloomed from things we already do and what we already work on. Right. And we both try to be as eco-conscious as possible. Like we're definitely not perfect. Um, but when looking for candles specifically, it was hard to find some that matched our style and we wanted in our homes, um, but also were sustainable. So we just saw that gap there. And I think with eco-friendly products in general, like usually um, if you're buying something that's all natural, it's usually like brown and really beige or like boring, Um, not all products, but definitely majority of the time. Um, So we didn't feel like our style had to be missed just because it was an eco-friendly product. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the playlist were Femi's idea and it worked out. It just made a lot of sense for how we um, work. And the music definitely inspires us a lot with the scent names um, in general. So when we come up with ideas for scent names, the music, it just happens like hand in hand immediately. Yeah. So like each candle reflects um different moments so like our after a good cry candle the playlist is like really sad and moody and it's like music you would typically cry to um and the scent is supposed to be like smell like a hug so it's like vanilla rainwater bourbon and lavender it's really comforting mm. and another really popular candle is our wash day candle like reminds us of those like tropical leave-in conditioners. Um, and the scent is pineapple, mango, coconut milk, and sugar. Ooh. And the music is like really upbeat, like music you would want to listen to while you're like washing your hair and like you have to like deal with the whole, not deal with, but have the whole wash day. So yeah, it's just like something that we do in our brand to like make sure that everything like flows really well together yeah and it's fun too because we update the playlists regularly Mm. um so it's nice to like personally to listen to new music often 
to keep myself and like keep us both on game with music. Um, and also to reflect that on the product too, because it's nice when we get feedback from customers about the playlists and stuff and how they like the updates. So yeah. yeah, it's really fun. And we also get them involved too by asking like what we'll do polls on our Instagram and ask what people are listening to, like what's the last song you cried to, things like that to add to the playlist. So it's fun to do that. Oh, love. Hmm. Moms, what's your go-to cry song? I know this isn't in the doc, but for like, what's one song you listen to? And if you're sad, it's going to make you cry a little bit harder, even though, even if it doesn't even relate to the situation you're going through. Hmm. Session 32, Summer Walker, mm. every time. Any, honestly, anything Summer Walker, but especially Session 32, that'll do it. Also, Janae will give me a good cry. Like her voice mm -hmm. is very calming and I feel like that will like invoke something in me. For me, it's Unbreak My Heart by Tamar Braxton. Mm -hmm. um, Adele's new episode, uh, not episode, um, new album. There's this song, I forgot what it's called, but her son is asking her like, why are you sad, mommy? Oh, yes. Oh. My bro. little love. Yes, bro. Oh my gosh. I'd be like, bro, my child is sad that I'm going for a divorce, bro. Like, I put myself in whatever shoes. Unbreak my heart. My heart has not been broken in four years. But uh, my heart in that in those four minutes will be broken. Swear. <laughs> so yeah. What about what about you guys? Like, what's your go-to cry song? Um I cry a lot. So there, I'm like, which one? Um, I'm like, when I'm crying in the car or when I'm crying in my room or wh when am I crying? Um, there's a lot. I think a lot of the old, I don't know, I would say some Stevie Wonder, really, oh. it just hits. I, I just know it will, you know, when you're at that point when it's almost there and I'm like, let me just get these tears out and let me... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And his songs are long too, so you get a good four minutes. <laughs> and then after you're like, okay. Exactly. Exactly. I think for me recently is Yeba. Like Oh I'm, yes. Oh my god. Yes. I feel I, like she's she's in there. Like she really mm -hmm. whatever it is, like and sometimes when you're sad, you just wanna like what you're saying, like you just wanna get it out she'll she'll take me there every time I think especially how many years because that one is general so it's like it could be about anything and then it's just I'll just start crying oh yeah the sure. songs that are more like general so you can apply to every situation those are the best exactly. I'm, I'm about to copy I'm about to copy and paste that into every sad situation <laughs> yeah. it don't gotta be a breakup it don't gotta be whatever it could just be life Right. It was broken clocks for a while at one point. Ooh. Oh, normal girl? No, uh, normal girl. No, mm. Yeah, normal girl. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. about to see SZA later this year, too, so I don't know how I'm going to act. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Puffy. 20-somethings, too, actually. I think that one takes the cake. 20-somethings, that whole Control album, actually, will make me cry. I no saw her live at Day in Vegas, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is good. Like, I'm I'm so excited for our candles. Um, the wash day one, I'll probably have to pick up because I love a good pineapple mango scent. Honestly, all the type A black girl girlies, definitely tap into Cavo. Get your candles. Send us pictures of what you guys have and we'll put it on the story. 
Um, granted, Denaja sends me a lot of like, she obviously you can't smell a lot of the Amazon candles. So I'm like, mom, this kind of smells like a man. But like Lola <laughs> loves it. I have been saving the candles and Nadia has sent me, but Lola lit, lit them this weekend while he was cleaning. And he's like, I love the smell. So they got used. Listen, I, I, I looked online and it, it looked like it was a good scent. And then she told me it smelled like Old Spice. I said, <laughs> I didn't know. I, how, how would I have known? <laughs> um, yeah, but um, definitely love a good candle and a good scent. And I feel like I burned, I already burned new spot. I mean, granted my spot isn't new, but I was like, this is the first time it's being burnt in this spot. Therefore it's new. So <laughs> yeah. same thing. Um, but for you guys, like, it seems like you guys have kind of used your childhood to kind of base or like what you guys have gone through as sisters to base how you built out your business. So what has been your favorite part about working together? Well, um, we always knew we would work together eventually because we, just always worked on different projects together. Um, like we started a YouTube channel like 10 years ago. We were always like doing things together. And Naomi has like a background in art and design. Um, so there was always things happening. Um, but I think in 2019, that's when we were more intentional in thinking, okay, like what project are we going to do? And like, what is next? And that's when we started planning. Um, and I think we were planning on launching actually earlier in the year. Um, but then when the pandemic hit, we were thinking, oh, we'll wait this out, which obviously didn't end ever. So um, we ended up launching in June. But yeah, so it just took a lot of planning together. And um, we enjoy planning and working on things together. But I think my favorite part is that we get each other, like we see each other, you know? So it's easy to like give feedback or like receive, like, I don't know, just like bounce off of each other's ideas. And it's fun to see something that like I'll call her in the car, like, oh, look at this or smell this. And then it just like blossoms into other things. So that's really fun. And, you know, it's just us to hold each other accountable. And I really like enjoy working with her overall. Yeah, I enjoy working with you too. I think it's nice because um like she was saying we we get each other and we have a lot in common. Um thankfully, so it's just fun in general to come up with ideas and to both have a common goal and see it come into fruition together is really exciting. Um and I think it's different than working with you know, like a boss or having coworkers because we already are sisters and have that comfortability to say what's on our minds or um, feel like we will be understood. Um, so that's really nice. And it's just fun to do creative projects together in general. Um, and I think that it's fun with Cabo because um, it reflects, like you can definitely see both of us there. So that's fun. And even with our other family members or friends, and when they tell us that they see Kavo and they can like see us reflected, that is really um, fulfilling for sure. Yeah, well, absolutely. I did want to ask, um, how did the name Kavo come to be? Because I was like, I was like, maybe it's their middle names. How, how did that name come to be? Yeah, so we, I was originally born in Vegas, 
Um, and the street we grew up on was Cavos Way. It was our parents' first home that they bought um, when they came from Nigeria. So it was like, okay, this is, you know, where our roots were. That's like our childhood home when we both think of our childhood home. Um, so it just made sense. And we also noticed pretty early on when we started planning the business together that that was a name that we would both use for like, if we were doing like a school project or like needed to pick a name for something, we had not known that both of us would use Cavo all the time oh. um, as like a name for things. Um, so when we were brainstorming on business names, Cavo just stuck. Um, and then we also researched like what it meant to double check, of course. Yeah. Um, and it means space or it also means cable in certain languages. But for the most part, it means space. So it just made sense with us having a candle company and wanting, you know, our style to be re- reflected in different spaces. It all just made sense. Yes. And in, in Italian, and I speak it a little Italian. So it was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. That's so cool. It's it's ironic that I feel like with your sisters, you always have go-to names. Like me and my sister, we would always be like, my name's Asia, her name's Dekayla. So we'd be like, oh, D&D salon, we launch at a salon together. Or D&D yeah, spa, right. we'd go and give my mom a massage. Like it was always our go-to thing. So it's funny that you guys like intentionally, like unintentionally had it on both your ends and then figured mm-hmm. out you've both been saying Cabo. Yeah. Yes. And how long did you guys live in Vegas also? Because like I was born in Vegas too. We lived in Vegas, I think, 11 years. Oh, wow. A chunk of time. Yeah. I mean, I was nine when we moved to California. So for me, nine years. But I mean, I feel like those are still some pretty core childhood years. So I have a good memory. And then visiting friends back in Vegas every now and then. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And Henderson. Yeah, specifically. Oh, okay, cool. Green Valley gotcha. area. Yeah. And you guys mentioned you guys are Nigerian. Um, are you guys Yoruba or Igbo? Yoruba. Ah, okay. You guys speak it? I'm assuming. Not on camera. I'm not about to <laughs> play myself. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I we can I can we can understand everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We did not grow up having to speak it at home. And that's the thing. And I'm not trying to like blame my parents for everything, but no, talk, talk your stuff. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. So I do try and it's just, I'm just very aware of the act, like the of English accent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's held me back before from, but I'm trying now we're, we're actually trying to take Yoruba classes yeah. um, online. We found some options just about signing up. But if we're put in a situation like with our family where they ask us something and we know to respond to your, I think we could force it out. Yeah. But it's going to be like first grade level. Exactly. So yeah, I'm not, or if we want to say things in public, it's just us. And I'm like, like the other day I asked her, I was like, oh, does, is that the shirt I have? But I didn't want to point at the girl and then say, oh, is that my shirt? So yeah. I, I just said it in Yoruba and she she got me. So it worked yeah. out. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm on the journey to learn it. Um, my memory keeps on failing me. And there's a lot of throat in the language. Yeah. And, I, and like I will. So my boyfriend will say a word. I'll say it back. And he's like, no, that's literally not what I said. And I'm like, to me, that's what I heard. Right. 
depending on how you use your throat, it can be two different yeah. words. So um, I'm also on the journey. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm at the birth journey, not even at first grade. So you guys, you guys, <laughs> like okay. Honestly, at Christmas, when I tell you everyone is speaking Yoruba and I'm literally sitting there like, uh-huh. I don't know a single thing. So I'm hoping this Christmas, because me and his grandma are very, very close this Christmas, I can get a, I can get a word or two in, or at least know a few words when I hear it. Like I, I just want to know what are y'all talking about? I'm gonna laugh, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, in my English accent, you know, it's probably going to tear it up. But at least yeah. I'm trying. For you sure. Know? Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send. I forgot the name of the. There's a podcast. I think it's called Teach. You Yoruba or something, it's very like what literal. And um the lessons are really helpful. Ooh, so and she you. like really gets into how to mm-hmm. use your full throat and she like even tongue placement. So yes. I will share that. I need yeah. to oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's yeah. that's what I'm trying to do by Christmas is to learn a little bit of Yoruba. Oh yeah, you can do it. Yeah. And I yeah. think shows and movies help too. You know what? I haven't. My mom, before me and Lola started dating, my mom was like, well, you need to watch those Nollywood movies because you know how the Nigerian moms are. And I was like, girl, don't scare <laughs> me like that. Like, granted, her, the, mo- her, the mom is very like, this is my son, but she loves me, so it works. But like the, the two or three Nollywood movies my grandma, my mom would have on, I would be like, dang. The mama sure do love her son. <laughs> Those are extreme. Those are extreme. They are. Yeah. No, they, they are. But my mom is extreme. Like, she'll send me these crazy articles. I'm like, mom, can I just live not regularly? Like, can I? But it's a mom. I get it. But on to our next question. Um, what's one piece of advice you'd give to our listeners if they're thinking about being partners or coworkers with the best friend or a sister or their sister? Are you going to let us know about working together? You too? Oh, oh, us. Um, I mean, we can. Uh, we were kind of trying to make an interview, but I mean, what question? You guys can ask us questions. I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, shoot. And we can answer. What's the best part about working together? I I want to say, and I was thinking about this, I think seeing her every single week, you know, oh. being long distance is sucks. And of course, you know, with my uh, reg- with my regular long distance besties, I talk to them maybe once every month, maybe once every two months. But with this podcast, it ensures that one, we're at least going to see each other. We're going to catch up, if not for 15 minutes, for three hours. And three, like we're, we're helping the girlies, you know, that I feel like I've always wanted to help the girlies between side of my YouTube channel when I was 18 and actually getting this up and being continual about it. And actually, like, we've been doing this for five seasons, which this is crazy. You know, we're about to hit 60K plate, which is insane. You know, we're having a freaking business on. Like, I, I really love helping the girls. And the fact that I could do it with one of my closest freaking friends, my bridesmaid, you know, whenever I do get married, I feel like that that means a lot. And, like, women friendships are so freaking important. Mm-hmm. And working out those little kinks when you have it, I feel like that just makes the friendship stronger. So I feel like those are, it's a lot of favorite points, but that's, I'm, I can't pick just one. What about you, moms? Yeah, I think I think my favorite part is that along with the fact that we get to see each other every week, it's kind of like we have a like a running memory board of all of our experiences together. 
Yeah. Like throughout the podcast, we talk about like, oh, when we went, when we went to Miami or like when we first met, like it's kind of like we have like almost like a book of all of our experiences, but audio form. And yeah. it's like whenever, like when you just mentioned you listening to the Italy trip, like that just took me back to where we were at that point, stressed out, trying to graduate, oh. like trying to figure our lives out together. And it's like, we have this like this memory that exists live and like in the flesh of what we were going through at that time. And it's kind of like a, like a pinpoint of where we were at that moment. So I love that and that we get to experience it together. And I also want to say like, I feel like our creative process, like I get like a spark whenever we have our brainstorm sessions and we're like, Oh, let's do this. But then let's do this. And we just start like building off each other. And I feel like those moments are really important because it shows that we have like good rapport as business partners, like not just friends. Like yeah. we can we can have a conversation about type A and keep it just strictly type A and be like, no, business wise, we need to do this, we need to do that. Like we're helping the girlies, like this is what the best thing is for the girlies. And like almost putting our personal feelings aside and thinking like what's best for our audience. Like we can have that separation too. Because like as friends, it is it is like we're friends, but we're also business partners. So it's like trying to manage that is is interesting, but it's also fun. And I feel like we've become like much stronger people, I think, having a public platform where we are now sharing our lives for one, which mm-hmm. I was not used to in the beginning. Like Faith is used to having her YouTube channel and like sharing her life. And I was like, hey, the most people get out of me is maybe half a half a plate on Instagram. Like, you know, I'm not really <laughs> used to posting like that. So it's been a journey for both of us to learn how to like present ourselves and like helping each other through that too. And realizing like, oh, wow, like we have thousands of people listening to us, like, and Mm -hmm. we just be talking, (laughs) just talking. So yeah, it's really fun. And also the fact that like you get to make these memories with your bestie is crazy because we never knew that this podcast would have gone to where it was. We just started it like, hey, turn on the, turn on the mic and let's just start talking because we've been talking anyway. We might as well record it and see if other people relate to it. So yeah, that's us. We love that. Yeah, that's really beautiful and really sweet. I'm and relatable. I know, definitely relatable. You're about to cry too. I was like, I, I want to like, cry. I was like, oh. I'm going to just listen to Yeba later and get it out. After. <laughs> um, but, for, but for you guys, again, to the ringing it back to the question, um, what's one piece of advice you give to your listeners if they're thinking about being partners or coworkers with a best friend or a sister? Um, my advice um, is that it won't always be 50-50 um, as like co-founders in anything. Um, I think there are seasons that are like busier than others. And like, you know, whether it's like work or um, school, family, just like life overall. Um, and it's just like important to give each other um, grace around that. I think that's like part of the benefit is working with someone you're close to because you can have like that human aspect like and love and care for each other there. Um, But also like keeping, yeah, just giving each other grace and having understanding. Um, And I think an example of that is when we launched, um, I was in grad school, Naomi was in her like last year of her senior year in undergrad. And it was like really early in the pandemic, like I mentioned. And there were just a lot of times when she had different projects or like I had things going on, like, you know, things just were happening. um, And we couldn't even really get into like a creative space or like um, really like focus on like newness in our business. And it was just about like getting things out and doing what we had to do. 
Um, so it took a lot of like communicating and ingesting. So I would say there were times where it was like definitely like 2080 and it would just like, it varies um, different times. So just having that in mind. Yeah. And I think another thing is checking in with each other and having boundaries are important um, because we have mutual friends and of course, family members, of course, in common. So um, when there are announcements coming up and it's like, we get so excited or something, it's like, are we going to tell all of our friends or are we going to tell all of our family yet? Or are we going to wait till it reaches a certain point? Um, Because it's different when you're in a job on your own or something or working on a business by yourself. Uh, You only have to worry about where you stand with certain things, but the other person might not be ready or you might not be ready. So just checking in with that so that you're on the same page. Um, and even with stakeholders in the business too, like, okay, what are we going to share with this person we're collaborating with? Or um, how do we want to present certain information too? So that's definitely important. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like the check-ins are like, very necessary. Um, I feel like when we did, we would have catch up calls, of course, every single week. And then we would do the check-ins because typically how our podcasting goes, we catch up and we do our catch up for like an hour minimum. And then we'll probably talk for three hours straight, including the podcast. Like it's, we be talking. That's just really what is. And, you know, setting those boundaries of like, okay, what are we going to say on the podcast and then what is off bounds and we we said that pretty freaking early especially with the nation not being as serious she she has been in the past and then me being overshare I feel like I've shared less of my life as a season progress and Denasia has slowly but surely shared more so I've really been loving to see like the progression of it all because never thought we'd come see this day you know and then also I think knowing when your partner is at an 80, you need to be, or if your partner's at a 20 and you need to be at an 80, I feel like that's huge because we we literally just went through that. And Danasia really took one for the team. Um, especially like if I know she's freaking busy at work, I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. I make the graphics. So she knows my mental health is not doing the best. I got you. I'll post in the story. You know, I feel like we've known, Frick, we've known each other since 2017 moms. Yeah. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. I mean, we got super close over the pandemic, but since Twitter, 2017. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've had a few years under our belt to kind of figure out, wh- how's my friend doing? What's going on? What, right. what What's the overall? How my How's my friend doing? So I, I can really relate to, honestly, everything y'all say. We're not sisters, but I mean, we, we've been friends for almost 10 years. I mean, I'm rounding up for sure, but, you know. <laughs> 10 years there. <laughs> but damn near shoot we rounding up yeah um no that's a good point and I feel like especially the point of like realizing that especially for you guys starting your business at different points in your life I feel like that's us too like we were talking just the other day about like where we want to see this podcast going and I was like well one day you're gonna be pregnant and married and it's like what are we gonna do at that point we're trying to record and I'm gonna be in grad school or I'm gonna be somewhere else like we need to kind of plan for whatever situation we're in, how are we going to continue the pod and make sure Mm -hmm. that it's not just something for the now, it's something that has like longevity. Yeah. And I think realizing that too is important because like we're, we're in the same place in life, but also 
there's going to be points where we're not and that that's going to, that's going to happen. It's natural, but it's like, how do we still remain business partners in that and friends? Like, even if we can't relate to each other in that moment, it's like, Hey friend, I don't understand what you're going through right now, but I can still be here to listen to you. And even though I haven't been through it, I still have like empathy for you. And I can, I, I can't directly understand, but I understand you. I understand what feelings you're feeling. If you're feeling frustrated, I've been frustrated before, maybe not about that thing, but I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So like, that's really important. And I also feel like the point about like, like making boundaries too. like for us with as far as things to talk about, we've been like, no, like, we're not going to discuss this yet. But maybe it's for a later season, like setting boundaries with ourselves, and realizing like, you don't have to dive into everything off the bat, like it could be something that you might not feel comfortable with now, but maybe season eight, we're like, hey, we're gonna bring this up now. And yeah. I think it's probably our type A brains too of being like, thinking that far out, like, hey, season season 20, we gonna talk about this, you know, like, so I think that's definitely a big point. But especially the 2080 part, like, I think there's been times where I've been like, moms, like, I've had a very hard day. And I don't think I have it in me to talk for three hours, like we might have to reschedule or do something different, or I might not be as high energy. This episode, can you like, or like, even I don't think sometimes we even have to say it, you kind of sense it when you get on the phone, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. how was the other person? And I think that's a big thing too. Like, and especially for y'all, y'all are sisters. So you've been knowing how each other feels for years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, it's like kind of, um, sometimes it's even the case where we're both going through it. We're both going through it and it could not, it's not even like internally. It's like, oh, this is a new business thing that we're navigating that is hard. Um, But it's like nice that we have each other to lean on and it's like, okay, let's talk about what things we're going to put on the back burner until we figure this new thing out. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's also a plus, but it's like that also takes understanding too. Definitely. Do you guys have any other questions for us as like business partners slash podcasters? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Like the consistency is amazing. Like, I guess that's also like a type A thing too, to be like planning and Mm -hmm. really organized. But um, with the consistency of like posting regularly and making sure that like you do the rosebud and thorn and like have that in mind every week and come up with questions like, what do you think holds you to accountable to being that consistent? Do you want to take it first? Yeah, I think for me, I maybe this is just my own internal thing. Feeling like someone's expecting something from me and I'm not delivering will tear me up. Like Mm -hmm. in my head, when we film and like like this past week, the audio doesn't work out, and I'm I'm trying to edit and fix it. Like I feel like all of our girlies are off to the side and they're like, Danasia, we don't see the episode yet. Where's it at? Like in my head, that's how I view it. So I think like I, I kind of have this own, my own internal accountability. Like I hate people waiting on me. So I'm like, even faith, I'm like, oh, we got to get this out. Like, I don't want people to have to wait. And I, I want to be reliable. So I think that's my own internal type A thing. And I think also just us as like a duo, like we invest so much in how much our audience listens to us. And when we say, oh, can you guys like let us know what you think about the episode? People really do DM us and tell us what their lives are like and how they related. And if one specific episode helped them like and they tell us that, like that we carry that with us every single time. Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing that going into every single episode, 
even if we're not at our best or like we're going through our own personal life stuff, we're like, no, like there's probably somebody out here that needs to hear this episode more than we're tired. So like that keeps us consistent too, because when we think about it, we there's not been one point in our lives where things have been pretty chilled, where we can just have free time to just right film. Like for the past three seasons or the past every season, actually, yeah. we've been like, oh, we need to have a filler, filler episode, which is basically like our backup that we film before the season starts. That way, if there's ever a week where like we don't have time to film, we're like, put the filler out. That's our like backup plan B. We've been so busy. I don't think we've ever had a chance to actually film that filler. <laughs> so our goal for next season is to film that. But it's like, in that sense, even if we film like on a Thursday night and the, the episode has to be posted on Friday, we're like, hey, got to do it. Yeah. You know, like we kind of just have to put ourselves in that mindset. Otherwise, we'll always get comfortable with pushing it back or being like, we're going to take a month long hiatus and just never come back. And we don't ever want to do that because we feel like our listeners deserve more than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like the Taipei Black Girl community is like a family. Um, we have, a, honestly, as long as we had more than one listener, we was lit. Like, and then it started growing, growing, especially like showing on TikTok, showing on Instagram, showing on our stories, you know. And I feel like we are, that's gang. Like, we are sisters, like Taipei Black Girl sisters. And um, there was actually this girl who DM'd us and she was like, I found you somehow and I thought I was just weird. Turns out I'm just type A. I was like, that's mm-hmm. huge to think, to go all your life. I'm thinking she's probably between 18, maybe 20, between 18, and 25. So go that many years just thinking you're weird. And then hearing girlies, black people, girlies that look like you explaining things that make sense in your head and it just suddenly clicks. That is so freaking cool. And I'm sure there's, me and Anadia talk about it. We're sure there's so many other stories that the girlies just haven't DM'd us or like did a call from the request line we I feel like we've helped more people than we know and I love I love being a mentor I love being just a auntie or just a helper I love a good help so um I feel like just knowing that the type a black girlies want to go on their hot girl walks listen to us talk that is so freaking cool like we were going to talk either way so if we can talk and record it and get these microphones and make your Saturday just a little bit better heck yeah I'll take that um, I don't know. I, I think I really do enjoy just the community of it all. Um, the girlies knowing, like, especially if they listen to from today, from day one, they know what's been going on for real. Like, because I've been more of a private girly, even like some of my long-term besties, if they'll listen to the podcast and we don't have a catch-up call, you don't know what the frick is going on in my life. Granted, it's a very service level sometimes when I do share on the pod. But at the end of the day, you still know more than honestly, sometimes even my closest friends until we have a catch up call. So I I consider everybody like definitely not family, but like, yeah, I guess family, like we we're a type A black girl family. And I can't wait for like merch and stickers and wherever our podcast does end up going, which I'm very excited for when it does come out that news. I just feel like type A black girl is like, we're like in the third grade stage or the fifth grade stage. I can't wait until we like we're in high school. You know, it's it's like it's like our baby. Type A Black Girls is our baby. We made up that name by ourselves. Like we we did photo shoots out of our own pockets. Like we go on Canva. We there's bills that got to be paid for Type A Black Girls. I mean, we really are not seeing that much of a profit, but it's like we love the girlies and we love this baby so much. 
we're going to pour into it because I feel like we're pouring into more people than we know. So I know that was very long winded, but yeah, I love type of black girls. It's something I look forward to every single week. And with, with off season, I do like, like to breathe and I do like to just have a little rest, but it is good to get, I, I do love getting back in the rhythm of the things and having the girlies be like, all right, where's the next season? Come mm-hmm. on. All right. That's that rest was cool, but all right, come on for real. So yeah, I re- I really do enjoy it. Yeah. And on that point also, I think like that's the biggest motivation is the fact that we're helping people. And, and we learned, we learned, especially I think these past two seasons that we have a lot of like high school listeners yes. and a lot of girlies that are either about to graduate high school or like freshmen and sophomores in college. And I think like for me that that clicked because I just saw myself in that situation and not having anyone that to, I'm, I'm the oldest sibling too. So it's like not having an older sister or an older cousin that looks like me that I could go and talk to about stuff like this or like it just experience life with and knowing that we're probably a big sister to whoever else out there is listening is huge because how many people don't have that, you know? Yeah. And even to my own sister, I'm looking at her like, girl, do you listen? Because we be dropping gems in here. And, <laughs> Real you know, same, like, girl, same. Listen, tap in, girl. But I think that's the biggest point, too, is realizing, like, there really is a community of people. And we only think about how many people listen to us. And some of them don't even DM us or follow us, but they still get value out of that. I think that yeah. means a lot. And it motivates us because we're like, why would we stop when we have people relying on us? And people that are listening every week, people that are DMing us, like, Hey girl, I'm waiting for the next episode. Where, where, where's it at? Like people that are looking forward to this and it might be the highlight and something that makes them smile every day. Like knowing that you're the cause of that, I think kind of builds like this, uh, what's the word? Like intrinsic motivation. Like yeah. I'm doing this because we're helping somebody. So I think that's the biggest thing. We love type A black girls. We do. Damn. We love y'all down. We be yeah. talking about y'all. We be like, oh, did you see so-and-so DM the page? I love her. She getting married. Did it? Like literally. Yeah. That's so sweet. It's so fun. Um, moms, I didn't make one, but can we think of one on the fly for the affirmation of the week? Yes. Um, usually these become into me a little bit. Yeah, Denaja's great at affirmation of the week. Honestly, every just about every affirmation Denaja has made. I promise you. <laughs> off the dome, just like. Off the dome, off girl. The give, me, give, me, give me three seconds to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really feel like you're in the studio right now with the mic. Go live. It's good studio vibes. Like I feel like Maybe. we're like just watching you make. This is a real. Good, a good business starts from the heart. That that'll do it. I don't think that's really even a, um, an affirmation. It's a quote mainly because um, that it don't got nothing to do. You can't say that in the, in the mirror. Maybe my business will be successful if it starts from the heart. There you go. Yeah. Love. I'm so love. See, and this is it's the good back and forth. I if I am if I am in charge of affirmations week, I am looking up quotes that <laughs> deal with whatever the topic is. I promise you, I am not that creative when it comes to affirmations. But, On Pinterest, looking at quotes with clouds in the background, like please, that's what's please. that's what it's giving. <laughs> A woman walking in the in the sunflower fields, basically. Um, moms, do we have any calls from the request line? Yes, we do. Um, okay. So I know we we had some from our previous episode. So let me yeah. go ahead and pull those up. Okay. Um, if you are a new listener or you've been listening and you just haven't yet, um, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, either D- DM us or if you want to do the call from request line, um, you can go to our link tree in our Instagram bio. And it is, it's season five. I should know this, moms. What's it called? 
freesuggestionbots.com and it's yeah. completely anonymous. You can have unlimited word count. We're not like Twitter. Yeah. And you can basically just um, write whatever you're going through and uh, it's completely anonymous. Tell us what you're, what's happening. And then we do it in chronological order. So um, if you submit your question, let's say last week, we'll get to it the next week's episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into those. So um, the first person says, how are you guys so open with sharing where you work? I want to say um, we get on this one. Oh, no, frick. We, that's the one we, we, we deleted. Uh, LinkedIn exists, um, and we want to help the girlies. That's really all it is. Yeah, and I mean, we've kind of branded ourselves as like kind of early career girlies also as well. Yeah. So it's kind of hard when we're talking about like like work and stuff, and we don't give you guys contents. Like, I'm a financial analyst. That's going to help you know exactly what type of work I'm dealing with. I'm in Excel every day, you know? Yeah. And knowing our companies too helps you understand like company culture, I think, because like even though L'Oreal and Cisco are very different companies, we still get through similar experiences. So if you yeah. Google our names, it's going to come up anyway. So we're like, might as well talk about it. <laughs> exactly. And realistically, like really, if you type in Faith Craig and Major Thompson, it's going to pop up. I don't have it in my Instagram bio because I feel like that's a little insane because it's Instagram. You got to separate it. But at the end of the day, we're here to help help the girlies through and through. Maybe you want to work at L'Oreal. Maybe you want to work at Cisco because you hear what we have to say. I mean, we are not a brand. We're not uh, ambassadors for our company, but we're not sponsored. We are not (laughs) sponsored at all. We love that. We love that check for real. But um, but we love our teams and um, we love talking a good a good portion of our day is at work. So yeah, we going to talk about it. Yeah, we spend a good chunk of our lives at work. So it's it's pretty important to us. And uh, it's also important to like where you work. And we both like where we work. So we mm-hmm. thought, you know, it helps to let you guys know that too. Absolutely. Um, but moms, this next one is kind of long. Um, I'm going to put it in this doc so you can see it too. Um, but this person says, hi, I start my big girl job on July 10th and I love your corporate episodes. Thank you, girl. I just graduated and will be working as a quality engineer. I would love to hear about some general and black girl specific tips and tricks for an entry level corporate job. Like what should my first hairstyle be? How long is too long for nails or should I keep it natural? Also, my manager is on the younger side, maybe like 35 and I can't tell how friendly I can be. Like, can I use emojis in our tets? Anyways, I love this podcast and it was a great binge my last year of college. So proud of y'all. Keep it up. And Faith, I consider you Nigeria now cousin. That was tough. <laughs> um, I, I know you guys are corporate girlies or have been in the business world. Do you guys have any advice before we hit on ours? Um, my advice would be to stay as professional as possible start that way like I would not start with emojis because my uh, manager might be younger Um, I think I'd rather personally be more um, on the side of like less being less casual and then lead open up later than starting that way so that would be um, my advice to not um, to just start in like the most professional way and then like once the rapport is built then maybe get more casual but that's what I think and then also um not really I think each company has their own culture around like how we present ourselves I think like around like hair and um nails um 
What do you think? I don't know. That's a, yeah, I, I don't even think it's healthy. So like, I feel like I usually err on the side of caution where yeah. I'm like, I'm going to wear my acrylic nails. Like, I guess I get like a medium coffin usually or something, but it's like, I'm going to do a brown nude, you know, like I'm just going to do that. Um, and then feel it out, but I'm eventually going to get to the nail art, like a few months down the line. So I lead with the, like, I feel like that's some code switching stuff where it's like, whatever, but, um, it also depends on the company too. Like you can, you know, LinkedIn exists. We can see other people who work there, get an idea of, um, how diverse and inclusive the workspace could be. Um, and that's something that people often ask in the interviews too, like as well, um, about like the company culture and how they feel about the employees dress and grooming. So I usually use that as a base, based off of what I see on LinkedIn. Mm. I'll stock the people who work there is part of the reason. Yeah, but me. have a premium account. You can't stock oh, people. Oh, yeah. Change it, your settings. Or you know. change your settings. You can't just stock freely and yeah. with your whole name out. So. Right. Chrome, yeah. incognito mode, whatever yeah, you guys just, do. Because yeah. they are going to see so-and-so viewed my profile 80 times in the past month. And exactly. it's, it's not, and I speak from experience because I had somebody that was viewing my profile almost every week and I was oh. creeped out. When That's I finally cool. met them, I'm like, why are you on my profile every day? <laughs> I didn't say that, but in my head, I was thinking it. So make right. sure you got that incognito mode on, please. Like, it's important. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And with the emojis and stuff, too, I also would say, like, see how comfortable and how casual the company is after a few months, at least. Yeah, it's like, you know, we know technically they shouldn't discriminate on your hair. Technically, they shouldn't. But those things still exist, especially in, you know, that world. So um, I think it's about like some balance. Like I think when it drains you too much to be hiding, like it, it can be, it adds a level of tension in work. However, I do think that, you know, when you're working somewhere else, you kind of might make some adjustments. Um, so I think it's just like about feeling it out and, like Naomi said, like, I think I even think about my own job, like showing up at the first retreat I had, like, I'm someone who I like bright nails and all the things, but I did have nude nails. I was like, okay, let me see. And then now, I mean, I see them next week and I'm going to have butterflies on my nail. Like, it just depends. And there, it's just not going to take away from me as a project manager and how they view me, like, because there's a rapport there. Yeah. Um, and, um, so I think it just, it depends. Yeah. It's hard, especially when you're young and in an entry-level position. So yeah. and you literally just don't know, especially if you're like first in, but moms, you had, when we, when we did this last episode, you had some really good gems. So um, I'll have you drop that and then I'll, we'll go into the next question. Um, yeah, for me, like I'm a very expressive person through my hair and my nails and my makeup. Like I knew that going into the company and I came from interning up places that are like public accounting firms where it was very cut and dry and, you know, everyone's coming in there. Like the only color palettes I was seeing, I'm not going to hold you, was navy, tan, and black. And I was like, I'm more of a yellow and red type of girl. So knowing that um, going into L'Oreal, I knew that I was joining a makeup company and I knew that a lot of people there 
um, or cosmetics, you know, I was working in the hair care division. So I was like, okay, I know that I can kind of maybe experiment a little bit more just, just based on the nature of what we're working on. Like we're not working on, we're working on balance sheets, but also balance sheets for nail polish. So it makes a little more fun. So my first week, um, I, I kept it pretty basic just to be safe. I wore my natural hair because I was like, hey, if they going to see it eventually, like I'm going to just go out the gate. That way they know what to expect. <laughs> and everyone was so welcoming. And like, I didn't feel like I had to change who I was to be there. So then I slowly started incorporating things. And something that helped me was just letting my team know, like, I'm a very expressive, creative person. And I usually show that through how I dress and how I look. So if you see me with long nails one day, and then maybe my hair is red the next, it's because that's what I like to do. And I kind of gave a disclaimer to my team because I I filled them out for one. I felt that I was comfortable enough to be myself around them. And I told them that. And they're like, oh, good to know. So then when I came the next week with with my butterfly nails, they were like, okay, like, that's who Denasia is. And I think like making a point to show that, you know, if you do fill out your company and you feel like you can be yourself around them, um, kind of giving like a disclaimer, like, hey, this is who I am. And it's not because I'm trying to be flashy at work. It's literally because this is just how I like to to present myself. Of course, I always kind of professional, but I also realized that L'Oreal's company culture, as far as dressing goes, sometimes I feel like I'm at a Zara ad, like they be, they really be stepping in there. So Mm -hmm. actually at a point when I was there, I was used to dressing very like slacks cut and dry. And I was like, oh, I need to step it up. Like I need to bring some things out the closet that I don't usually put on at work because these girls are stepping. So then I was like, okay, I I know I can dress up a little bit more and be more myself at work. So um, I do recommend though, if you are at a place that's more cut and dry to, um, especially your first couple months, like kind of assimilate and it sucks that we have to do that you would I would love for to say that as a black girl you can just be who you are the first day but sometimes we do have to give 110 percent just to be looked at the same as somebody that's giving 70 and appearance plays a role in that so I would say play it safe the first couple months and then slowly start almost like micro dosing them with (laughs) with your nails and then change your hair and then yeah and then at that point you've probably proven yourself as a worker and hopefully you're what you look like and how you present yourself shouldn't matter as much as the work that you're doing. Yeah. And I definitely want to say, um, Denasia had brought this up before, but, um, since you are like the black, black girl specific tips and tricks, entry level corporate job, find the girlies and the boys who look like you and make sure they're not like, uh, uh-uh, before you start sharing a lot of information, but once you fill them out and get a good vibe, um, uh, remember this to your coworker, but, um, it really makes a difference finding one or two black people. And that's what I did at Cisco and it made a world of a difference or joining a black ERO. Those things make a difference in your day-to-day work life. It really does help being a part of connect black professionals have provided me so many opportunities. I know it sounds like an ad, but I promise you that is EROs are that girl. Okay. And EROs are employee resource resource organizations. Um, They're also called ERGs at some companies, but join, join and make some friends. Okay. Um, or else work is not going to be fun. Yeah. And I really recommend finding somebody, especially that's been at the company for at least two to three years, that's black, because they can kind of give you the rundown on like the company culture, what to expect, like do this, don't do this. This is how office politics work. Like I got that talk my first like month in the company when I found like somebody that could be my mentor and kind of helped me through things. And she was black and it helped so much. Cause I had all these questions and I was like, girl, like I can't ask my manager about this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who do I go to? And on the point about your manager being young, um, my first manager was also young. And I think that you definitely have to fill out the relationship as it goes. Trust is not earned the first day that you walk into the office. So 
fill it out. But also I would err on the side of caution at first. <laughs> like I want to go in and sit in her gifts and like Twitter memes off the bat. Like I would mm-hmm. definitely play it safe. And honestly, I think I, I pretty much was keeping it very professional. Um, but also know that you can be human. Like you can laugh and you can like share a little bit about your personal life, not too much, but enough to where you can build like a good professional relationship. Um, and that doesn't mean that you have to be cut and dry with him. But yeah, uh, yeah I would fill it out because having having a having a young manager is almost more tricky than having one that's way older than you. Yeah, because you're already kind of built to respect your elders and not say nothing crazy around them. So yeah. it's a little bit easier versus if you have a manager that's your age, it's like, dang, girl, like we could hang out and go to the bar after work if we was not working together. So, you know, now that we do, what do we do? So, yeah. Yeah. That but, um, I think that was, the, oh, no, no, that wasn't the last one. Okay. So, uh, this person says, are you guys going to slow down on certain things in your life since we are going at a recession? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we begin eight up in these, um, <laughs> promise you we do. I, I, here's the thing. If you have listened to since, since season one, you know, for me and Danaja, we was, Danaja was deep popping. I was Instacarting to make my car payment for Danesha to make her bills. Like we have grinded, like there has been no freaking tomorrow, all of undergrad. Okay. Now we have big girl money. We going to spend it. At the end of the day, tomorrow we can pass away and the money's still going to be in the account. Now y'all know I struggle with spending money. So, you know, it's, it is a little bit hard over here, but food, I'm going a, I'm to a eat good food it, it, out twice a week. Because that's Easily. what I want to spend my money on. We, as a type A black girl family, okay, it is not your guys' job to pocket watch us. And that is actually <laughs> one of the nation's biggest pet peeves. And I'm talking hugest. That might be number one. My number one pet peeve is pocket mm-hmm. watching. I don't, I don't be in nobody else's pockets and they don't need to be in mine. Okay. And second, my other pet peeve is people not minding their business. So it kind of <laughs> go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, either way, we've been in recession for ages. Um, I don't know when it started, but I mean, you know, we got jobs and we make a salary. So we go and, and we work hard. Okay. I'm, when I tell you majority of the times we record, it's at 10 PM, the nature's time, 8 PM, my time. And we, you know, we have them catch up calls. Then we record. We are taking time. The minuscule amount of time we have that we're not working to provide for y'all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I feel like this is a black mom family talk to like, kids. Like, yeah. But I will say, yeah, the, the money going to be on Wells Fargo if I drop dead tomorrow. And who's going to have it? Wells Fargo. Wells. Not me. So I'm I'm going to go to Zara. I'm, I'm going to go out to eat. And the bottom line is I don't got kids. I don't got to go as hard. <laughs> I don't have to go this hard. <laughs> I don't have to go this hard. When I think about what I want to do every day is based on what Danasia wants. So if Danasia wants to do that and my bills is paid, that Danasia's going to do that. Um, love ya, but <laughs> not too much. <laughs> not too much, Buckaroo. Not too much. Uh, okay, next question. Faith, all exclamation points, all caps locks. Tips on long distance relationships and then the transition moving in together. Oh my crack. Um, okay, it's been about a month, not about, it's been a month and five days. Obviously, I'm counting. Um, long distance relationships, 
if the doing puzzles on FaceTime doesn't work for you, it's okay because it never worked for us. And we did we did FaceTime we did long distance for a year. Um, if you are on different time zones, he might go to sleep without telling you good night. That does not mean he hates you. That just means he was tired from work. Um, um, communicate, 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 and that is the pot calling the kettle because to this day I really struggle with still communicating, and I don't like healthy communication, but it's needed, and it, and one person has to do it, and in my relationship, that's Lola. Sorry, damn me to y'all. Um, the transition moving in together, I need you to save as much as possible, especially if you're moving across the country because that junk is freaking expensive. Um, figure out. Who's paying what, okay? If you guys are the 50-50 couple, make sure what are you guys going 50-50 on? If you are the man is paying the rent, okay, what are you doing to pull a little bit more weight? For me, I cook. He does clean. Um, he does also pay. He does a lot. I'm not going to hold you. It's 70-30 over here. I'm living a life of leisure, okay? <laughs> um, but communicate and get that Google sheet or Excel sheet out and type up, okay, what are all the bills? That are strictly for you and strictly for him. Now, what are the shared bills? How many times do you guys want to eat out? Are you guys going to do a meal delivery service? How many times do um, you guys want to buy each other gifts? Like, not saying your money is his money and his money is your money, but y'all need to figure out how that freaking is going to work. Because for me, when we eat out, if it's not a date night, I pay for it. Now, if it's a date night, we go back and forth depending on who got paid that weekend. Um Y'all just need to communicate. And it's really, it's really hard because our, every other week we have communication debacles. Um, more so coming on all the time coming on my end. But, you know, we, growth vibes. Um, it's going, we know, you know, over here in Taipei Black Girls, we don't say ups and downs. So there's not going to be no ups and downs because that means that he cheated. One of you. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's going to be fun, especially living together. Now, will there be some old heads? that say you guys shouldn't be living together before you guys are married. Yes, but realistically, how you going to know how he cleans the shower uh, or how he goes to the bathroom unless you live with him? Mm. Does, gonna- he, does he clean, period? Does he? We don't We don't know how that man live in behind the scenes. Exactly. I think you need a trial run. Me personally, I like to try before I buy. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you have any specific questions, girly, definitely DM me. I can I can, I can write you a whole laundry list, but I, I would need more specific questions. Um, and finally, our last question, moms, you want to go ahead and read that one? Yeah. So this person says, hey, guys, I'm a huge fan of the pod and I'm a type A girly myself. Love to see it. Um, this summer, I'm doing a summer internship in Martinsville, Virginia, which is practically in the middle of nowhere. Okay. There go. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in my safety training, I fell asleep several times. So let's just say I didn't make the best first impression. In my defense sitting for eight hours, listening to PowerPoints in the summer was, tad bo- was a tad bit boring. Anyways, how do I redeem myself and have a lasting impact as an intern? Also, any advice on internships as a whole? Um, I would say if, if you're falling asleep, at the internship, it might not be the best place long-term for you. And I say that from somebody that used to work uh, at a water district and I was falling asleep every day. And I, and not intentionally, I'm just a tired girl in a busy world. And okay. I said, this ain't even keeping my interest. So I, I would first reevaluate maybe if this is the internship for you. But if you are trying to stick with it and you want to make a good first impression, um, I would start off by maybe finding projects that you can take on proactively like things that they didn't ask you to do, but you're going above and beyond and showing. 
because if this is like in the first couple days of the training, you still have the rest of your internship to make a good impact. And if you have a final project, I would really do well on that because that's usually what they use to like evaluate you based off of. Yeah. So I would say be proactive as possible. Um, Network like there's no tomorrow. Meet every single person that you can on your team. Set up a coffee chat with them and just be very OD about meeting everybody. That way when it comes time for evaluations and they ask, oh, how was so-and-so? They can't be like, oh, who is that? I never met her. Make sure they at least know your name. Um, And yeah, and any tips for you moms? Um, Well, this happened, honestly, my entire internship. I was just tired and just bored. um, I worked for a government contractor for like a year and a half in different roles. And I slept through. And I really should have took that as like, girl, you don't like this job. But the money was good. Um, so it really depends what, what do you want to prioritize? Um, yeah, network like crazy. Like when I tell you all the girlies, all the boys in my, underneath my director, like I make sure I I will never send you an email and you will never say who is this faith. You're going to know my role. You're going to know where I graduated from and you're going to know what my face looks like. Even if my camera is known that often, you know? So, and this is me as a full-timer, as an intern, I didn't really do this. Um, that much because I was just focused. Honestly, I was doing two internships at a time, so I really didn't have that much time, honestly, to do any extras. But um, yeah, girl, it's okay if you slept. It is what it is, and you know what we say: Will it matter in five days? Maybe, but what you can do is go above and beyond and make sure they forget that you slept for eight hours. You got a real good sleep, but you also got a full time. You feel me? So you you got to go above and beyond. Unfortunately, either way, but because you slept. And whoever saw you might be in charge of if you get into full time, it's time to go hard and just drink some coffee or some matcha. Figure it out. And get some yeah. Sleep. And you might, you might've been sleeping then, but you up now. And that's all that matters, girl. I'm up. Now. I'm up. Okay. I'm up. Y'all know <laughs> the rest. What about you, Cabo? I mean, sleeping is like, okay, dang. Like I really fell asleep, but I wouldn't beat myself up about it for too long. Just like, you know, onto the next thing. And I think when you're in an internship and like, that's like really the start, like, okay, I'm getting dabbling into my career. Once, once you are in a position and you have interns at your job, no one's really checking for the interns like that. You know, like mm-hmm. they're probably, you're not the, probably not the first person to fall asleep. Like you're probably not the first person to mess up. So it's really just like what Faith and Indonesia were saying, making an impression you know, making sure you meet everyone and then you will stand out as an intern. So it's like you have to take those extra steps to stand out. Otherwise, they're not really checking for you. Like, I wouldn't beat myself up about it. Just know that when you do make an impression, that's probably what they will remember more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Um, did you have anything, uh, Femi? No, I agree with everything everyone said. Okay. Last one. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Well, this was great. Like I said, please ask us any questions um, in the in our link tree. Um, And we're going to go ahead and go right into why would you say that? Um, Why would you say that? We never we haven't really explained it all season. Why would you say that? Kind of self-explanatory. But we here's the thing. Me and Danasia met on Twitter um, and we were Twitter best Twitter best friends. We sent it. We sent each other tweets. And that's honestly how we keep our friendship alive. Um, when we're not texting or sending each other DMs on Instagram. So um, why would you say that is, why would you say that? 
And I mean, if you if you know, you know. And if not, you're going to hear some while you say that and you'll get it. Um, okay, so I saw, I sent a, a tweet to Danasia. Somebody said, I effing hate kids. And the TikTok screenshot was, I was cutting a little boy's hair. And he goes, do you know you're the biggest person I ever saw? Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you? That was, yeah, yeah, I know. Because yeah. what? I saw that one. Mm. That's insane. Kids, huh? kids be a little too honest. Honestly, if you want to know what you can work on or what you can fix, go to a kid. He going to tell you to your a face. Or a grandma that really don't care. Both. Both, actually. Heaven forbid you get both at the same time. You might cry. Because <laughs> they going to tell you. That, that grandma, if that baby don't, that grandma was going to tell you, you. You got a little big. But she going to grandma. The is grandma the, is the baby. The exactly. grandma is the baby vibes for real. But she's gonna do it in a very original way, and you're gonna have to think about it. Like, what did she really say that? You know, like, oh, you sure are filling out them clothes more. Huh? Girl, my grandma told me because I told her uh, she was asking about what type of guys I like, and I was like, oh, I usually go for tall and skinny. She goes, say, oh, just two sticks rubbing against each other. I said. <laughs> No. <laughs> I said, Brenda. Brenda, why would you say that? <laughs> why would she wasn't lying? I said, you know what? I think we can make a fire. I'm not <laughs> mad at that. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> that really is an ageist type. Like, like real, real bad. Oh, um, <laughs> what is it? Uh what is it? Okay. Uh this one's pretty insane. I'm not gonna hold you. There's a there's a a lot of the why you say that is like insane, but this is an insane one. Like, why would you type this? Because digital footprint. A lot of y'all are gonna reach twenty five and realize you haven't done nothing with your life but get pregnant and fight the life of a pit bull. <laughs> Let me turn my camera off. This is, this is why would they say that? Not a pit bull. A pit bull. Oh, that's a new one. That one might if you if some if our girlies if you beefing with somebody you might have to put that in the archives. <laughs> Not even though. Listen, on on the note of something else that just makes you like, why would you say that? Someone said when you're on your deathbed and your life is flashing before you eye before your eyes, you really want to see that man play you more than once. That one I said, I'm sad. You right. <laughs> I'm sad. You didn't have to call me out like that. Someone said, I'm a stand-up now. You, you asked him the hard <laughs> questions. <laughs> this is stupid, bro. Um, what is it? Uh, this, and I really feel like this is fake, but somebody's dentist uh, texted them, thinking about those teeth in all caps. Ha ha. You brushing with the, with the hot emoji like this. And, <laughs> and then somebody said, your dentist is really freaky. Like, what? Why is your dentist texting you at first with emojis? Why would you why would you do that? I feel like that's more so professionalism at its at its worst. <laughs> Literally what? Um oh, okay, somebody, this was on Mother's Day. I forgot about this when I saved this. Someone said all the terrible men in the world are wishing their mamas a happy Mother's Day, and I don't know why. She did a terrible job. <laughs> I love you, mama. For, for L, I owe you everything. Like, she literally flopped. Like, she literally, did not, she did not do a good job, babes. Like, you're the you're the worst man I've ever met, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this lady said, 
five men want to see me tonight, finna put their names in the hat and shake it. Hey. <laughs> May the best man win. Hey. I volunteer as tribute. You know what I mean? Um, okay, let's do two more, and I think I think we'll be good. Now, I'm on Twitter acting up. Granted, I don't have the app, so. Um, let's see here. Oh. <laughs> hey all the stuff that happened when the freaking uh when the fires were happening here the tweets we got from that first of all the sky was orange y'all like that was gonna be my thorn if we shared thorns why was the sky orange for two days i had a headache bro Mm -hmm. they was talking about oh we don't know if y'all gonna have to come in the office i said first of all i'm coughing and i have a headache and it's orange outside but there was fires in canada right and you know those like future memes it's like when something bad happens he gonna text you about it Um, one of them said, once I saw the air quality warning, I knew that I couldn't breathe without you. <laughs> and the worst part is I actually got a text like that. Real I got one. Real life. Of a man being like, Hey, I saw the, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I just hope I, I want to check on you make sure you good. Mind you, we live in the same state. He breathing <laughs> the same damn air as me. I said, you're fine. I'm fine. Go get a cough drop. Call it a day. Get out of my phone. <laughs> Insane. Why would you do that? <laughs> okay this is i feel like as we get older we realize how many people actually do hard drugs um and there was this one and literally my friend had this similar like um literally similar, similar situation uh somebody said oh no coke for me thanks i just wanted to be in the tiny bathroom with you and that's real <laughs> because i i just wanted to be i just wanted to chill in the bathroom i didn't want to partake in what they're like oh, okay and literally freshman year our ASU cards. I, I look over. I'm like, what is he chopping up over there on a magazine? Chop, chop, chop. Okay. Talking about some wanna hit. On an ASU card? Where I would I snap would I would I swipe to get my snacks with? No. I would not like it. Moms, that is real. I came across my first finance bro out here. Real chill dude. He black, mind you. Mm-hmm. Why he gonna say, so how y'all feel about Coke? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> How do I feel? <laughs> How do you feel? I said, no way you're actually at. He said, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. No, what, what was you about to say? That's an, no. First of all, 911. You going to the chopper, bro. Because I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with you. I want better for you. Black man. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I thought only like the, the, the white finance bros do that. No, girl. They have infiltrated all races and species because they got the black guys out here sniffing coke right under our noses. <laughs> Sick. I didn't know that was true. Oh, but in, in that, on that note, thank you so much, Cabo, for getting on, for coming on. Um, <laughs> we really did enjoy it. It's been a long time coming. I'm so excited that we could be in your busy schedule and fit in our busy schedules. And um, girlies, please buy some Cabo candles. I'm I'm looking forward to the whatever candles come to me. Whatever don't, I'm buying them because again, we might be in a recession, but we do make a salary. You're so, <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> you're insane. But thank you guys. Yeah, we really do appreciate you guys coming on. I know it's been a long time coming for us to film this episode with you guys, so we're so excited and. Yeah. We want the best for Cabo. So we're going to have um, their 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 website linked in this episode if you're watching on YouTube. And also, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, it'll be in the website description so you guys can click. Yeah. Um, we'll also be doing a review of these candles because 
I'm, I've been sniffing them and I haven't even lit them. And moms, when I tell you my whole apartment smelled like them, so I know they strong and I um, love a strong candle. Like I'm so excited. Bath and Body Works, you light that champagne toast and it's gone after three seconds. Like you do not smell it. So these are good quality candles. So yeah. we really appreciate y'all sending Thank these. You. And we can't wait to see you guys again. Hopefully we can have you guys on for like a part two about like business like 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 tangible business tips like how to start a website and stuff like that because oh, we're yeah. kind of in that stage now and it's difficult and we know there's probably other type of girlies that are going through the same thing so absolutely that oh, would be great that would be really fun. we'd love to thank Thanks you for both. having us oh, yeah. love you guys. <laughs> thank all right you. guys we'll talk to y'all later <laughs> bye bye, bye. bye.